Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Can I, what, you have a big smile on your face. Did you have something to say when no. we started? No, okay. I didn't. Okay, well. <laughs> just smiling at you. Aw, here's a smile back. Um, I wanted to tell you about a TV show. Okay. It's like we haven't talked about TV in quite a while. I haven't watched TV because in quite a while. <laughs> I was going to say because A, I have been watching Law & Order SVU <laughs> for what feels like a year and B, um, you have a child in a life. So I mean, I have a child. I don't know if I would say I have a life. <laughs> um, I will say that when I'm just mindlessly scrolling through Facebook, there's a lot of SVU like clips that pop up really and i've just been watching them just because like to have something mindless that's so interesting but it's just it's not a whole episode it's just like a just a clip it's about like a 10 minute clip those do not show up in my feed but also i rarely scroll facebook but you've been talking about it my phone has been here next to you and so but why isn't it why isn't it (laughs) happening in my because you're already doing weird and they know that you're already watching it so they don't need to get you anyway you're welcome for that (laughs) um okay so the show i you may or may not have heard of it i'm thinking probably not it's called the big door prize nope so it came out this year in 2023 and it's on apple tv plus and um it's based on a book which i've never read the book i've never heard of the book anyway it's like a dark comedy and it stars um chris o'dowd the tall irish guy from bridesmaids He has like curly hair and he's tall and he's Irish and he's oh, like yes, 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 kind yes. of self-deprecating yep. and funny. The brunette. Yeah. When you said Irish, I automatically was thinking the redhead. redhead. <laughs> like what red? Well, it's kind of like red brown, his hair, more brown. Anyway, maybe yeah. it's not red brown, but okay. anyway, sorry. He's like the main guy in it. So the concept is um, this uh, machine shows up in this tiny little town of Deerfield's like general store basically. Okay. And what you do is you go in the machine and you like put in your security uh your social security number and give it your fingerprints and it will spit out a little card with like one or two words that tells you your life's potential. <laughs> okay. Like what like what what's an example? So an example would be royalty or hero. Like if you live, or, if you had a different life, or father. Well, it's up to you about how you want to like okay. interpret it. So okay. like one of them was biker, and I'm this gives no spoilers. The other ones I can't talk about because I would spoil it. But one of them is biker, and so like the school principal um, got that one, and so she's like, okay, well my life's potential is biker. I'm gonna go buy a motorcycle and be a biker, and like that's what she does with her card okay so is she happy with that she's happy yeah she's happy with her her decision? biker decision okay so anyway some some people get the card and they're like okay like what am I supposed to do with this because this has nothing to do with my life and some of them are like am I supposed to change my life to fit this or so it's just and then like each episode follows a different person and their card and no one knows where this machine no one came. knows where the machine came from what it's for what it's supposed to do 
I wonder, is there something sinister going on when it's taking your fingerprints and your social? I don't know. Okay. Like, it's uh, it's not explained during okay. the show. But there is a second season. So I, I will be very curious <laughs> to see the same. It was really, I mean, it was kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. But it was entertaining hmm. and interesting. And I okay. was, like, curious. Right. You know, sure. to find out more. It's an interesting premise. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, anyway... A new TV show. All right. For people to watch. Yeah. If you haven't seen it. And if you have seen it, I am very curious to hear your thoughts. I have bored Marissa no, I'm just, to yawning. No, I'm just tired. I'm having a, ru- a rough week. <laughs> it has been rough. And it has been rough for everyone I've talked to. Really? Yeah. Like yeah. so many people have said that. I've just decided that Mercury must be in retrograde or something. Yeah. Just, I'm over it. I feel you. Well, let's. Let's talk about something happy. Yeah. I have a happy book. Good. Do you have a happy book? I think it's happy. Okay. You want to tell me about it? Yeah. It's called A Winter in New York by Josie Silver. <gasps> it's her newest book. I know I've already done two. two I don't two care. Books. Tell me about it. Um, It is about a young British chef named Iris. Um, She has recently moved to New York City from London to start over. Um, let me just stop you. Mm-hmm. You've already said multiple things that have excited me. Mm-hmm. Josie Silver, mm-hmm. winter. Yes. New York. Mm-hmm. Food. Yes. And London. Yes. And British. Exactly. She's British. So I, uh, like <laughs> You're you can actually done. just, we're done. You can stop. Um, there. so do yourself a favor and go read this book. I think I will immediately. Um, so she, it, they do like a, in the past but it's like right when she gets to New York at the beginning of the book and she's in a bookstore it's Valentine's Day she's super sad she goes to reach for this book that's the next in the series that she's been waiting on for over a year and this guy gets there before her and grabs the last Mm. copy and so she's trying rude but also meet cute I don't know she starts to kind of not hyperventilate, but she's like, what about this book? You, you know, and he, and like pulling other bestsellers and he's like, have you read that book? And she's like, no. And he's like, well, if you think it's such a good read, maybe you should read that one, you know? And she's, and she realizes like, he's not going to get rid of the book. Um, so she's super upset, uh, at first and she yells out at him in this door, just, like a crazy person and I don't know what I can't remember the situation but she's he says something about going home to her husband or something because they kind of get in this little tiff and she has a ring on her on her wedding finger and um and she says he's dead and she like leaves the store oh my god he he is not dead because she has no husband (laughs) um she had just gotten out of a really abusive like two to three year relationship with this guy in London. And so in her head, she was talking about him, but she's like, I don't even know why I said that. Whatever. Okay. So it's the next Christmas time, winter time. And she's been in New York for almost a year. She's befriended a guy named Bobby and his partner. And she lives above their noodle shop and she works there and makes noodles. Um, and they're just lovely and wonderful. And um, he, Bobby takes her out to this street fair one day, and there's like a gelato stand. Um, and her mom 
has passed away. She passed away a couple years ago from cancer. And she, it was really just her and her mom, like the only ones in the world. She had no other family. Uh, her mom used the to be- The only ones in the world. For them. Like she has no <laughs> other family members. Um, they were- no siblings. This is a very different book. They're alone in the world. It's Christmas time. <laughs> um, but one thing that her mom handed down to her, because they didn't have a lot of traditions, they didn't have family around growing up, uh, was this gelato recipe. And her mother would always make this vanilla- gelato recipe and it was kind of it was like their thing it was delicious anytime she was sick growing up when her mother was at the end of her life it was the only thing that she could stomach to eat um and so you know it was kind of like her thing when she went out with friends to a dinner party she would always bring her gelato and it was kind of like everyone's favorite thing um so she sees this little gelato stand and she found a photo that she's had when her mom passed, that she's always kept of her in front of a gelato, a gelato like store in New York because her mom had traveled to New York at one point when she was younger. Her mom was actually in a band that was like a this British band that was slowly coming up in the 80s or 70s or whatever the time frame was. And it she got pregnant with her with one of the band members. Oh. And so when she got pregnant with her, she left the band and the band kind of dissolved. So they never really made it big or anything like right. that. Um, so she sees it, and the name on the stand is the same name as the in the picture. What's on what's on the building? Right. So the next day, she decides to go to the actual location, and she meets Geo, who is a young guy about her age. They're like in their thirties. And she starts talking to him and she realizes that he is one of the owners. And he says, you know, he's so flustered and he's so frustrated that day. And he said, um, our gelato recipe, we're known for our gelato recipe. It's a vanilla gelato. And my uncle, who has recently been in a coma, is the only one that knows the recipe. He's the real owner of the shop. And he never gave it gave me the recipe so we are not we can't make it and that is our number one seller and where she has the recipe and we're in uh <laughs> where we may have to close the shop because we can't make this gelato um so he says she goes well do you have any still available and he's like i have one pint left in the freezer if you want to taste it, it's not going to be perfect because it's been in there for, you know, a few weeks and we make it new every day. She tastes it. It's her mom's gelato recipe. Which is his uncle's gelato recipe. Yeah. Um, but he explains to her that no one in his, that only like two people at all times have this recipe in their family. His dad is one of them, but his dad lives out of the country and he can't. He doesn't know where his copy is. He doesn't, and he doesn't know it from heart because he was never in the business. Well, I mean, now I'm curious, obviously curious about a lot of things. How did her mom get the gelato recipe? But also the guy from the beginning of the book that she, that stole her uh, novel. Like where, where is he? I'm, mm -hmm. I have questions. I need answers. I need to read the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm going to leave you there. 
There's a lot of secrets that are revealed. She finds out a lot of things about her mom and about the situation. Um, obviously, there's a love connection with Gio. Yeah, there's a lot going on. All right, bring it on. Um, obviously, it's already out. <laughs> so I can go put a hold on it at the library yeah. or I don't know. It might be like something I need immediately. It's a, and it was a real, it, it's a really nice, I don't want to say it's not, at times it feels cozy. It's a little melancholy, obviously, but it also has a lot of. Like all of her books are. Right. I mean, they're yes. half cozy, half like, yes. yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Her writing is cozy, but the feeling that you get sometimes is melancholy because yeah. it's usually, there's some type of death or there's some type of you can't be with the person or there's some type of major issue. Um, Yeah. She does a really good job of like balancing those two things that. Yeah. So that's how, I mean, that's how this book felt too. Um, It had some heavy topics, but it was also just lovely and it wasn't something where I felt stressed out reading it. Yeah. Um, So it's a really good Christmas read because it ends around actual Christmas time. Like it's the few months leading up to Christmas and then it's like actual Christmas, um, but it can be read whenever. Okay, good to know. Um, all right, I know I've already told you about one TV show, and I'm going to tell you about one book, but I'm also going to throw in a second book <laughs> that's very different from the first one, um, just because it's one of those books that I can't really tell you much about, but I want to talk about it, so I will... S- I'll leave that little mystery in the back of your mind, and then I'll tell you about the first book, which is a rom-com. Okay. And it's called Mrs. Nash's Ashes. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again. (laughs) It's called Mrs. Nash's Ashes, which is hard to say, Mm -hmm. by Sarah Adler, and it came out in May of this year. Um, And I saw it on Carrie's Instagram, and it sounded really cute the way she described it so I immediately got it from the library and read it and it was really cute so (laughs) yay um the main character is well the two main characters are Millicent Watts Cohen who goes by Millie and then Hollis Hollenbeck so the two of them meet up in an airport they're not like meeting each other but they run run into each other at an airport they know each other kind of vaguely like he was in a writing class with her ex and they had met up they had met at a couple of events before but they don't really know each other that well um but they happen to be on the same flight from dc to miami okay but due to a snowstorm um the flight gets canceled and they both for different reasons really need to make it down to florida um she needs to make it down to Florida because she has the ashes of her former roommate and best friend who was an old lady. Okay. Um, Mrs. Nash. Her name's Rose Nash. Okay. And she needs to get these ashes that she has down to um, the Florida Keys to kind of reunite her with the love of her life. That's a whole storyline in and of itself. But that is her purpose for needing to be on this flight. And she's got to get there like before this other person passes away. Okay. This other person is also really old. Then um, Hollis is traveling to Miami because he has what Millie calls a sex appointment. Um, 
once a year he goes to Miami to visit a friend and just, um, you know. Has relations. Yes, have relations. <laughs> um, it's a one, one time a year fling. Yep. He's a very grumpy person and she's a very like poppy outgoing person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, okay, well, let's just rent a car together and go drive to Miami. And he's like, well, I have my car here at the airport. She doesn't own a car. He's like, I have my car here and I'm driving and no, you're not coming with me. And then he ends up giving in. And so the two of them embark on a road trip from Washington, D.C. down to Miami. There is, you know, one bed situation. There is enemies to lovers situation. Um, And one of my favorite things about it was that she she texts him these broccoli facts and like... She just sends him random broccoli facts <laughs> and he like responds and he's like unsubscribe. And she's like, did you know that the large, the largest broccoli in the world was grown to whatever, whatever pounds. And it's just so like, she's so charming. It's just really adorable. And I love it. And I loved their relationship. Great. It sounds like a, just a feel good. It was, it was so fun and sweet. I, I kind of miss the characters now, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the other book that I'm going to briefly tell you about is a like twisty, psychological, weird thriller. Okay. It was so strange, but I loved it. Okay. <laughs> so it's called Strange Sally Diamond. Okay. Which should tell you everything you need to know from the title. What yeah. a weird title, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by Liz Nugent in March of this year. And I'll tell you what happens at the very beginning of the novel and then... <laughs> okay. So basically... Um, Sally Diamond, um, her father has always told her, when I die, just put me out with the bins. It's a British novel. Okay. I think Irish. Yeah. So that's why I said bins, not trash cans. Um, but he's like, when I die, just put me out with the trash cans. And she, Sally has what appears to be similar to autism. Okay. And so she takes her father literally Okay. And when he passes away, she incinerates his body. She does herself? She does herself. She thinks that's what her dad wants her to do. So she doesn't tell anyone he died? She doesn't tell anyone that he died. She just burns the body and puts it out with the bins. Um, <laughs> she has no idea why this would be an issue. Okay. So <laughs> that is the opening uh, event and then we learned throughout the book that basically she had a really messed up past. And so we learn about that. Because of him? No. Okay. Her, so she's adopted. Okay. Her mom and her dad adopted her. And so before they adopted her at the age of like seven, I think. And so before that, she had a really messed up childhood. And so, but she doesn't remember any of it. And now she is starting to well she's what i was gonna say is now that she's in her 40s she or i mean ever since then she's been like neuroatypical basically similar to having autism um because of all of the crazy stuff that happened in her past and it it took me for a ride it was insane it was so good okay i'm i'm not saying this is a book for you but it is a book for some people, and maybe some of those people are listening. So that's why I wanted to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, great. Okay, cool. Anyway, 
Take it with a T. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Harney and Sons purchase recently because every once in a while I have to replenish my stock of English breakfast and decaffeinated Ceylon that I drink at night. <laughs> uh, and I saw this new one on their website and I got it and it's Mad Hatter tea as in from Alice in Wonderland. It's part of their like Disney series or whatever. Um, and so it's black tea, oolong tea, bergamot oil, white tea, milk flavor, and natural flavors. And it says, make room at your next tea party for this crazy good Disney's Mad Hatter blend. A classic Earl Grey plus a milky oolong. It pairs nicely with a slice of bread and butter, but only the best butter, of course. I think mine needs more Splenda. Like it needs to be a little bit sweeter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I'm getting any type of like milk flavor or creamy anything. Are you? Like a hint of it. I think it's an okay. Yeah. But I feel like we've had other Earl Greys or Earl Grey types recently that were better. Agreed. I just, I got really excited when I read Earl Grey Supreme with Milky Oolong. It smells, I was like, like, it smells like it would taste better than it does. Yeah. Like that it would have a more sweet flavor. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be like my new go-to, but it's, it's not. It's, I don't, it's fine. I don't love it. It's fine. Well, now I have a whole tin of it to go through. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I mean, I can drink this. It's, yeah. It's good. Yeah. But. It it was it did not live up to my expectations. It's all or the description or the description. Agreed, but maybe if we added in some milk, maybe then it would be. Um, yes, will you have a whole tin to find out if that makes it better? <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, twenty eight more sachets, <laughs> twenty eight more cups of tea to yep. decide. All right. Sounds good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, well, thanks for chatting books with me. Of course. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.